Hi, my name is Chris. And I'm Jason. And this is The Talking Dead, Episode 2. Hey, welcome to The Talking Dead, Episode number 2, the podcast dedicated to the AMC TV series, The Walking Dead. It's a little weird to be doing a podcast for a show that is still months or years away. Decades. Possibly decades. Possibly decades. Hopefully not that long. No. <laughs> Hopefully. I wouldn't think so. Hopefully not that long. So this is the second episode of this uh, fancy little show we're doing here. We did one about a month ago, which I only just posted a few days ago. So in case anyone has come across that on the internet... Stumbled across it. Yeah, stumbled across it <laughs> in a drunken internet stupor. That's right. Um, you know, hopefully you enjoyed that. We kind of recorded that you know just off the seat of our pants we came up with the idea earlier that day or something and uh wasn't i drunk yeah was that was that the day i was drunk no no that was well it was the day after we recorded the other show we do with the wives oh the other show okay the day so there was the it was the episode before that of renewed radio where i was drunk where you were drunk okay. that's right okay. it was a drunk cast all right. Uh, I've heard that referred to on the internet as a plaster cast. Plaster cast. That's good. That's a good one. Um, so, uh, you know, if you've listened to that first one, that was just uh, that was just our little intro. We really didn't know what we were doing, but uh, we did it anyway. Now we are back with episode number two of The Talking Dead, and we're going to go through a couple of uh, news items here or just, you know, points of interest uh, as we, well, <laughs> very slowly get closer to the potential premiere of The Walking Dead on AMC. Right. So, first, first item up for uh, note here. There was an interview after uh, a number of weeks after the announcement that uh, they were going to do the TV show based on The Walking Dead. Uh, MTV, I think it's MTV, yep. a gentleman by the name of Rick Marshall, interviewed Robert Kirkman, who is the author of the comic. Awesome. The monthly comic, uh, which we've read. You finished it yet? No, I haven't finished it. Come on, man. I love the two books that I've read so far, and I enjoyed the first three pages of the third book. The third hardcover. The third hardcover, yeah. And I'm very much looking forward to uh, finishing. Please, please do. I'm about to reread it just to refresh myself, but I've read everything up in the hardcover books, uh, which puts me about 10 or 11 issues or episodes um, behind right now. So when does the uh, when does the hardcover books come out? I guess at the end of the year? Yeah. They, they'll put them out January, February. Yeah, that's that's about what they do. They encompass a year's worth of books of uh, monthly comics, and so yeah, beginning of next year we should see one. Uh, I think one year it was released as early as December. Ooh, sometime in December. So I think they put it out very soon after the the last issue of the year. So we could have a book five at Christmas. Well, I'm hoping so. Yeah, That'd um, be nice. I I couldn't find any information online currently as to the release date comes out from image comics but uh they may just not have scheduled it yet right and i'm keeping in touch with my uh the proprietor of my local comic book shop so uh i might try to get to know that guy a little just that to the one see on if, young street yeah the one down there what's his name i don't know paradise comics right <laughs> yeah yeah that's get, right i'm on the, i get the newsletter every saturday do you yeah how'd you get on their newsletter i walked in and said i would like to buy the walking dead and i pointed to it on the shelf and he pulled it down and said, do you want to be a member? And I said, I sure do. And he took my information, and now I get emails. That's interesting. I didn't even know there was, like, a membership list there. 
Well, you should go and ask. I'm obviously not as friendly with them as you are. So, <laughs> I've been in there twice. Yeah. Well, I've oh, been no, in, three times. I've been in more than that. But usually I just browse around. I was really interested in some some uh, Star Wars books for a little while. Right. But I kind of missed the the boat and uh, I couldn't know I could no longer get the first few and I thought, "Ah, if I can't have a whole set, I don't want any of them." Right. No, that's where I I got the the Walking Dead books. Okay. Well, do you own 3 and 4 yet? Yeah. Oh, I own them. Get on that, man. It's amazing. Um, so anyways, back to this interview. So it's an interview with Kirkman about his thoughts on, you know, having Frank Darabont take on the show as a director and uh, showrunner and, um, you know, his feelings on that and some of his, his uh, what, what his role is going to be right. when the show is running as the author and so on. There's a few, um, I highlighted here a few of the major points I thought were the most interesting one involving his role on the show his answer was he's going to be an executive producer um and he will have his hands all over it but it's important to him that he's only involved in so much as he can help um produce his work on another medium so as he he realizes as a comic book author you know he may or may not have the skills to work with it as a tv show right and he knows that there are people better at that than him and that's what uh that's what he'll let them do their job pretty well, much as far as uh, executive producers go i mean they can either be uh hands-on proactive on a regular basis or they can just be sounding boards for uh you know bouncing ideas off of uh confirming thoughts that kind of thing it sounds like he's going to be the latter <clears throat> kind or they can just be a person who writes a check and gets the project going you know, right? They can be a lot of different things, the or producer. they can just be somebody who says, "I own the rights to this, and I want an executive producer credit." That's right. <laughs> so, um, it sounds like he is going to be involved somewhat, though. But I think he'll let the the TV people do their thing. Right. I think that's a good thing. That's a good choice. I mean, yeah. I've always thought that the wise man is the one who, you know, realizes that other people are smarter than him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's not exactly how the quote goes, but you know, you get the idea. Yes. <laughs> what was it albert einstein that said uh if success in life is uh, x plus y plus z x is hard work uh y is uh good times or something like that and z is keep your mouth shut <laughs> there you go <laughs> just go along with stuff just just shut up shut up and do it basically. a lot of people don't know when to shut up oh good lord yeah they just don't good lord <laughs> i listen to a lot of podcasts i know that very well um all right, so another um, another question I had that struck my mind that's answered in this interview is that, uh, you know, how much the show is going to follow the story. Obviously, we've got the characters. They're probably not going to change that much. Yeah. The overall setting obviously isn't going to change. It is about the uh, zombie apocalypse and these survivors trying to survive long term and have some sort of a life amongst the uh, hordes of the undead. Um <clears throat> And uh, the information we get here is that uh, they're 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 not going to necessarily stick to the storyline in the comic book necessarily. They're going to take the premise and sort of run with it as a TV show. Well, that's good. I mean, when I read that, I was happy about that because if they stuck to the uh, you know hard and fast to the comic book, then uh, you know there's no suspense for the people that have read the comic books like oh well okay this part happens and then this part happens it's nice to see in a live action but i mean you could just as easily put on a puppet show and it would be just the same kind <laughs> maybe of maybe not quite as scary or <laughs> zombie puppet show <laughs> i heard it here first okay that might be scary actually <laughs> but uh i you know it's good that 
you have to for a different medium you have to do things differently mm -hmm. and if the uh, the story changes because it's on a different medium i mean as long as you get the uh, the basic concept right uh, the basic idea, the tone of the comic book. If you translate that into the small screen, then uh, then you're doing well. Absolutely. Well, books and movies and TV shows are vastly different. Yes. And the same methods of storytelling don't work the same way on both uh, mediums. Right. So there has to be some adaptations and liberties taken, right? Um, you know, the best adaptations of, of written works are always are the ones that aren't necessarily exactly the same as the original source material. Yeah. So, so yeah, I agree. I think it's a good thing that, um, you know, they'll take the premise and do what they want as a TV show. What Kirkman says in the interview, essentially, is that Frank Darabont knows what he's doing. Yeah. He's proven that, <laughs> and, you know, he's Kirkman's got full confidence in Darabont to, to make something good out of this and not make it crappy. So do I. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> um, speaking of Frank Darabont, I think on the next episode of Talking Dead, we will profile him a little bit, go through some of his past work, and just you know give our thoughts maybe on a little bit more of what he's done and how we think it might influence this kind of project. Okay, because that'll have be to fun. make sure I watch the fog. Yeah, you've got to watch the fog. No, the mist. The mist. The mist. The fog is something completely different. <laughs> yeah, that's a very different movie. Doesn't that have uh, Paris Hilton in it? Uh, no, that was the one with Alicia Cuthbert um, about wax mannequins. Oh, right, <clears throat> the wax or something. Yeah, wax, wax works. I don't, I don't remember. So the mist, <clears throat> the mist. You need to watch, and it's important that you watch it in color and in black and white at the same time. Nope. There, there's two versions on the DVD. Okay. Um, word is that uh, they wanted to do it in black and white. But, you know, studio people were nervous about that and said, no, 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 let's release it in color. You can put your black and white version on the DVD. And so the black and white version of the movie is kind of like the director's cut. Right. Um, is it a different version or is it is it shot for shot just in black and white? Exactly the same movie in black and white. Oh, okay, good. Completely different tone, completely different feelings from the whole thing, too. It's very interesting how the lack of color affects your uh, your feelings about the movie. Hmm. But um, I will do that. The Shawshank Redemption we've both seen. Yep. Um, you'll need to watch The Mist and uh, The Green Mile. Oh, I've seen that many times. Yeah, we. Uh, I need to watch that one. I haven't seen that. You've one. not seen The Green Mile? No, nope, I've not. We've gone over this, right? Yeah, you got to see The Green Mile. It's a good movie. Okay, it's been on. Uh, well, you don't have cable anymore, but it's been on TV like once a week for the last year or something. Get out your phone and verify that that's the right movie. <laughs> the green, I'm almost positive that it is The Green Mile. I mean, as a Frank Darabont directed movie. That's the Stephen King, uh, you know prison on death row well i don't know i haven't seen it that's the problem and i keep forgetting the title of it well it better be the green mile okay well either way there is there's one more movie of frank's that i have not seen well probably more than one but uh, i'm gonna make it a you know i'm gonna put these on my uh canadian netflix queue and 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 get them to me and watch them because i'm very excited while you're looking that up <clears throat> let's uh let's move on to the next point of interest from this robert kirkman interview here okay um, that being the concern over having the show on a network like AMC as opposed to something like HBO. HBO, you can get very, very edgy shows, um, lots of swearing, lots of sex and violence. There's no, no limits on HBO. AMC tends to dial things back a little bit. Yes. Frank Darabont directed The Green Mile, uh, based on the book by Stephen King. Excellent. So that's the one we've got to see. Yeah. Thank you for clearing that up. Tom Hanks, David Morris, which actually uh, had a birthday last week. Uh, Bonnie Hunt. Good for you. 
Him. Michael Clark Duncan, James Cromwell, Graham, Graham Greene. There's a lot of good people in that. Sam Rockwell. It's a fucking great movie. Oh, I love Sam Rockwell. It's a great. He's his role is awesome. It a very very good movie. Very good movie. All right. Well, that's good. I'm I'm. That's the one I have to watch, and you have to watch the best. You have to watch it in color because it's only available in color. All right. But I recommend it in color. You don't think I should turn the contrast on my TV down and get black and white? Wow. Can you do that still? No, I don't think so. <laughs> there's got to be a way. Not not on your flat panel LCD. I don't think in, you can. Through the menu, there's got to be a way to adjust colors. Well, there are. Uh, you could probably sure. get right to black and white. Okay. I don't know. I'm not a TV expert. I know how to watch it and turn it on. All right? <laughs> right. And I know what I like. It's, and a, I like it's an appliance. Well, it's it's a beloved appliance. Right. <laughs> um, okay. So listen, uh, HBO versus AMC for a show like this. Um, people are a little bit worried that they're not going to be able to, you know, show the full-on gore, have realistic, vulgar language, things like that. Um, apparently, we have nothing to worry about. Uh, Robert Kirkman says that they were in a meeting with some of the executives at AMC and the only, you know, the only, uh, restriction they got is you can't use the F word. And they were stunned and excited about that. Awesome. Another thing he points out is that, you know, sometimes tension and, um, you know, scariness can be enhanced by the things that you don't see necessarily. Right. So you don't always have to show the people or the zombies getting blown to bits and this and that well i'm actually glad uh like i read that interview earlier today and i'm glad that he pointed that out and it's a it's a very good point that uh if you don't have to rely on the gore uh that means this show is going to have a different tone than be one of those gore horror movies where it's just like tokyo gore police for example it's just kind of blood every well not maybe not to that extreme no you don't want that <laughs> but uh this way it's more of uh a character study in a horror genre rather than a study in uh you know blood and guts and brains flying all over the place well and that's essentially what he says he thinks in some ways the show will work better at a network like amc be because it's more of a character drama and how these people react to, you know, extreme situations. Now, I wouldn't, uh, I, I not to knock the HBO or Showtime because, uh, I mean, shows like uh, Dexter uh, being on Showtime, they have uh, all the freedom in the world to swear and to make it extremely gory. And a, and a, uh, a show like Dexter, you can easily have a lot of gore, body parts and blood everywhere. I mean, he's a blood splatter expert, for crying out loud. It's not gory. It's not, it's actually, uh, a lot of it is antiseptic as far as the uh, as the violence goes. And it's still an extremely good show. Like, mm -hmm. it's the, the, just because uh, it's on AMC does not mean that they rely on that kind of thing. But that could be something that they could rely on, and this way they can't. So, right, you know, I mean, it's six of one, half a dozen of another. This way, they can't do it, whereas they may not have done that anyway, being on one of the on Showtime or HBO. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's it sounds like a limitation at first, but it's not really. It's right. it's it's just they're going to do the show they want, and whether it's on HBO, AMC, or friggin' ABC. Right. Um, well, I don't think it would work on ABC. I'm glad it's not on one of the major networks. Yeah, because so. <laughs> then it would get watered down. I don't. First of all, they probably wouldn't pick it up. And it would be so watered down that it would be, uh, it, it'd just be, you know, weird, you know, the cartoon zombies. Yeah. We don't want that. <laughs> yeah. It would be the thriller video. 
Oh, God. <laughs> when I was a kid, that video scared me, but not anymore. Yeah. I'm very, I'm, I'm beyond zombies now. I, I don't get scared by those ones anymore. Um, those are the main points from the interview, I think. Um, if you'd like to read the whole interview, you can do so. I'll post a link uh, on the site at the uh, when we post this show up. But it is from MTV by Rick Marshall. If you search for it, you should be able to find it. It's, uh, it's from a couple of weeks ago at this point already, the 29th of September. So um, is there anything else in the interview that you thought was was interesting and worth mentioning? Uh, no, I think you hit all the, the major points there that I wanted to cover. Okay. Well, let's talk a little bit more about AMC as a network if we can. Then, Do you watch any of the shows on AMC? Oh, Mad Men. Mad Men. Mad Men is one I don't watch, but I watch another one. So... You know, and I don't watch the one you watch. Right. That that's okay. Which but is uh what's it called? Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. So what's what's Mad Men like as a show? How does it compare to some of the uh in in ways we were just talking about to some of the other, you know, more HBO style shows? It, it Mad Men is an excellent show. I've watched it since uh since season 1. I think uh it was a few episodes in when uh, when Jenny and I picked it up and then went through the backlog and watched uh the first few episodes, but it's uh, it's got a different pace than a regular uh, prime time uh, network television show. It's very slow paced, and that it's uh, it's very good in that pacing, and it's very consistent in that pacing. And uh, I think it gives all of the actors much more time with their characters and to uh, to react mm -hmm. to situations and. Um, it's just it, it has a lot it's heavy 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 on style it's very much the 1963 style and there's a lot of tension in that kind of thing because all the characters are relatively dark like mm -hmm. they have dark sides they all mm -hmm. have dark sides uh john ham who plays uh the lead character, I forget the character's name now. I'm surprised I remember the actor and not the character. But <laughs> well, his last name is Ham. How can you forget well, that? John Ham. Yeah, that's <laughs> he right. was on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> and at the right at the end, just before the uh, the closing wave goodbye, he was a, it was a, a skit where he was standing on stage and he was talking about John Ham, which was the instead of a, a toilet paper roll, it was a roll of ham. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> you know, and if you he says if you're wiping your ass and it feels wet. It's not John Hamm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was awesome. It was great. Um, it's a it's a really, really good show, and it is uh, kind of dark and slowly paced, but very compelling, extremely compelling. And, uh, you know, set in 1963, actually the last show was September 4th, 1963, or something like that, because they announced the date. Um, the... The social aspects to 1963 are so different than what we have today. It's pre, uh, you know, the the uh, the race riots. They're starting to heat up in the race riots. It's pre uh, 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 Kennedy assassination. Actually, I think that they're leading up to a season finale of the Kennedy assassination because that was in uh, November 3rd or something, early November in 1963. Mm -hmm. So they set the tone, you know, September 1963. Oh, my God, we're going to get to the Kennedy assassination. They're already starting to talk about politics. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but the social aspects to it are uh, very compelling in that uh, women are looked on as lesser beings. Sure. And uh, there's one character... Um, in the show that is obviously gay, but he's so in the closet that it's uh, it's difficult to watch his reactions to to even having another man make a 
pass at him and his reaction because he's married, but so is the other guy, and it was just it's a very very good show. So it's a it's a dark show. It's sort of slow moving, and I think you're saying very it depicts the time well, very realistic, yes, very very much so. <clears throat> So, I mean, all those are, are qualities that I think will enhance a show like The Walking Dead. Yes. Absolutely. You know, slow-paced. Not too slow. I mean, these, these characters do have to... Well, it's going to be a different show. Oh, obviously it is. But I'm, I'm just thinking about sort of the style that AMC goes for in shows they, they broadcast. Um, Breaking Bad, the one I watch, is about a high school teacher who's diagnosed with lung cancer, high school chemistry teacher, and... Long story short, he decides to start cooking crystal meth yeah. um, to get money for treatment and things like that. And he also sort of has a nothing-to-lose attitude at, at, you know, after a while. Um, and that show, um, it, that show is, it, it's a great show. There's some comedy involved. Not a lot, though. Very dark comedy. Um, but the characters are, are extremely interesting, and it can, it can be a very, very emotional show. The one we just watched, now we're only in the first season because we've, uh, we've, we only started it a couple of months ago, um, and I think there's a second season now. But the one we just watched involved a scene where the whole family is together, and they're confronting him. It's just sort of an intervention, confronting him about um, his decision about whether to accept the treatment for the cancer or not right and it's an extremely well acted and just well written and really really emotional scene and uh it's it was unlike anything i think i've seen on you know major network tv certainly in a long time anyway so so is Mad Men. it's very very much unlike other network television shows well that's good because i don't want the walking dead to be your standard network television show. Well, we have those already. I mean, some of them are good. Oh, yeah. But uh, we have those. Right. And, you know, does a zombie show work in that, within those parameters, sort of? I'm not sure it does very well. Which parameters? The... With, like, uh, with uh, like major network parameters. Right. You know? I think it needs this, this uh, slightly more free... Um, Free is not the right word, but just different attitude towards it a little bit that you get with some of the uh, cable networks in the right. States. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, I need to watch Mad Men. You need to watch Breaking Bad. Yep. And I really, really, really need to watch The Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> now, as far as a, a network goes, like uh, I'm just trying to think of original content that, that they do other than these two shows, and I really can't think of any. They have <clears throat> like shows that they have on a regular basis to talk about the movies that they play. Or whatnot. Yeah, you know, being in Canada, as we are, we don't necessarily get all of the programming from these networks. Right. Um, you know, there is an HBO Canada, and I think you get everything on there from HBO. Yeah. I don't think there's an AMC Canada. So for us to see these shows, they are rebroadcast on another network up here. No, there's an AMC channel. Is it the same AMC? Yeah. Okay. I think so. Well, I don't know. I don't have cable anymore, so... I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure. All right. Well, in that case, then that's fine. But sometimes some of these shows don't make it up here. Um, but obviously, we're going to seek out whatever we want and get it in whatever manner is necessary. Now, AMC is just starting their uh, their break into primetime stuff and original content. Like, they started out as a uh, early movie 
channel. They originally started as uh, one of the uh, specialty channels that you got when you bought a package of premium cable. Mm-hmm. Like they weren't, they didn't have ads. All they played was movies, usually movies pre nineteen seventy, or right. you know, specializing in movies that people rarely saw, and some movies that had never been seen on television before. And then they moved into uh, the regular TV format, actually having ads, having television shows. Uh, a lot of times rebroadcasting stuff that uh, other TV shows had finished with. And now they're moving into original content with these type of shows. They have a miniseries coming out, The Prisoner, the the remake of that uh, 1960s British uh, right. BBC television right. show. So I'm looking forward to that. It's coming out in November, actually. Excellent. Uh, but as far as TV shows, I don't think that they have uh, original fiction content, uh, anything other than... Uh, Mad Men and Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. Do you know of any? Not off the top of my head, no. no I, I took a look on their site briefly, but uh, I didn't find anything. Okay, well, they 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 seem to be doing it well, you know, as we've figured out. They're taking a huge risk with uh, shows like the Mad Men, uh, Mad Men, like Mad Men and uh, Breaking Bad, and now The Walking Dead. It's a huge risk, and uh, I sure hope it pays off because. Sounds like these shows are great. Sure. Well, but but they seem to be having success, right? Mad Men is an enormously popular show. Yes, it is. More so than Breaking Bad, I think. But uh, it's obviously enough people are watching it that that uh, it's continuing, and uh, it's getting better from what I can see. So, yeah. I'm uh, I'm I'm happy about that. And you know, The Walking Dead, I have great confidence that I think they're going to pull it off. And it mostly has to do with the fact that. Um, the source material is so good, and the people you know involved, like Frank Darabont, are I'm such a huge fan of. Well, I, all the pieces are falling into place rather nicely. Yeah, we got uh, we got <clears throat> solid content, uh, proven content. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got uh, a channel that can pull it off mm-hmm. with uh, people that can pull it off. We've got a director that can pull it off. Uh, all the pieces are there. Everything is there, set up for this to be a fantastic show. All we need now is some casting news. That'll be very exciting. That would be good. Um, Nathan Fillion was always a favorite. <laughs> Nathan Fillion is always <laughs> a favorite. We can pull him off. Uh, uh, we pull him off of uh, Castle. Castle. He won't do that though. No, Castle has been an okay show, uh, but Nathan Fillion would be great. Yeah, as Frank, John Goodman. <laughs> sure, why not? Eh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we you know what we'll have to do. We'll have to cast our own. Uh, uh, on a future episode of the podcast. Okay. Cast our own and go through who we think should play these roles. Perfect. That'll be fun. I have to be careful uh, not reading. I have to make sure I do not read the uh, Wikipedia entry for The Walking Dead because I've, I'm only on starting book three, right? And I made the mistake of looking at the uh, the Wikipedia page just to get some background information on the uh, the entire series. Mm-hmm. And it goes through the... Uh, the people in the comic books and their current status. Right. And I look and I go, blah, 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 deceased. Crap! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now I know she's going to die. <laughs> Alive, deceased, this and that. Um, yeah, I've done that too, although I'm mostly caught up. But now that it's, uh, you know, close to the end of the year uh, of the, uh, you know, the releases before the book comes out, no matter what I do, I'm going to be 10 months behind before that uh, book five comes out. Yeah, well, you're you're in the same position as me. Um, when book five, I'm, I'm behind now until book five comes out and I can get caught up. Uh, you know, I, I think I will probably start reading them monthly, uh, just so I can stay up to date on it. But I really do like how those hardcover books line up and look on my shelf. Well, that's the thing. You have to get 
all of them. You get the the monthlies, and then don't they have quarterly uh, trade paperback type yeah, things? Yeah, they do. You have to get those, and then when the year ends, you have to get the hardcover. Yeah, and they've actually released two ultra giant omnibus versions too that has two years worth of of comics in it i would love to own those but the first one is just not on it's just unavailable now right i I believe you can buy it privately off amazon marketplace for something like 350 dollars. that's not worth it no you know but it is going to be worth more once this uh, news of this tv show hits uh, mainstream maybe if this podcast goes anywhere Makes us a few bucks, I'll buy one. All right, well, that's a, good, that's a good deal. If this podcast makes us enough money to actually buy a copy of that each, then we'll do so. There you go. And we'll be very cool collector people. Yes. All right. <laughs> uh, so next time on The Talking Dead, I don't know exactly when that's going to be. What we're going to do leading up to, you know, because there's not news every week or even every two weeks, and we're still months away from, you know, the, the premiere of, of this TV show, we're going to probably record once every month, maybe every six weeks, or when there's something interesting to talk about. Right. So next time, you know, in the next four to six weeks... Whenever the hell we feel like it. Whenever we feel like it. We're going to... I think we'll profile Frank Darabont a little bit more. Yeah. We'll go over some news if there is any, and uh, we'll just take it from there. Groovy. So, um, the Walking Dead podcast... No, excuse me. WalkingDeadPodcast.com is the website. You can go there, and you can post some comments... Uh, please send us some feedback. You can email us there, but there's going to be a new email address very soon. Um, there'll be a Twitter account. It's all coming very soon. We're still early in the process here, and it'll all be available on the website as soon as uh, as soon as it as soon as I create it, really. Um, and uh, I think that's about it. So please subscribe to the podcast. Also, something you can do on the website. Uh, there are nice big buttons there. We're in the iTunes store already. Those huge buttons. Yeah, huge buttons. I don't want anyone to miss those buttons. You know, you need to make it easy for the no, people. Kidding, eh? So, um, so please do that. Uh, we'd really, really appreciate it. If you are fans of The Walking Dead, and you are looking forward to the TV show, or you just love the comic and you want to hear two geeks talk about it and and blab on about whatever they feel like, this is the right show for you. Right. So, thanks for listening. We will be back soon, and uh, we will talk to you then. Bye. Good night. Bye.